Jesus said, Let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Every good endeavor is a gift from God. Here on Faith Marketplace Radio, you'll be inspired, equipped, and encouraged in your work as you hear business leaders share how their faith impacts their work. Joining us every Saturday at noon on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. For Faith Marketplace Radio, here are your hosts, Bob Lambert and Jennifer Villarreal. Hey, we're back again here in the heart of the of the country, if not the world, Chicago, Illinois, <laughs> beaming out over AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. And if you aren't getting this and download an app, you got to download the app to get this because you can hear us from anywhere in the world that you have an internet connection. So no excuses if you're out there in the soccer field or you're out there shopping or something yep. else. And, you know, noon, or one, noon to 1 o'clock on Saturday, hopefully you got us dialed in there. Yeah. Jennifer, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. And download that app on AM 1160, or you yeah. can go to our website, which is going to be a new website very soon. Yeah. Not yet, but very soon to faithmarketplace.com. Yes, absolutely. Well, I can't wait to get at it. We have a very special guest on today, all the way from California. Uh, he's beaming it to us over the internet and other things that he does. I'd like to introduce you to Warren Hino. He has a company called Numa Networks. He's the president of that, and it's a managed service provider in Orange County. So if you don't know what that means for small, medium-sized businesses, he's the guy that takes care of all your security, all your computers, all your internet, and everything like that, and does a fabulous job. He's one of the fastest-growing companies now in Orange County for the past four years, and ranking best places to work, which is a fabulous uh, recognition for him. Uh, Numa is 27 of the uh, U.S. located in Southern California. That's 27 staff. IT support for originally small and mid-market companies but client base uh, for getting larger and getting larger. And he's got a great story here. Warren, welcome. Hey, thank you for having me, Bob and Jennifer. It's great to be on the show. Yeah. Hey, why don't you tell a little bit more about your background, because you didn't always do IT, right? No, I didn't. Uh, It's interesting. You know, I I got saved when I was 20 years old. Wow. And I I really didn't know what it is I was going to do. I I was studying engineering because my dad was an engineer, my uncle was an engineer, and so I was like, oh, maybe that's the route I should go. Um, But when I got saved, I thought, you know what? I want to go all out for Jesus. I'm going to be a pastor. (laughs) So I dropped all my engineering courses to my dad's chagrin and uh, transferred over to a Bible college, and I wanted to be a a pastor full-time. But I graduated from there, and the Lord closed the door, and he started opening doors for me to start doing IT. Mm. Wow, that's yeah. incredible. And I know that you have a little bit more story that we want to talk about. So married and what? And tell them about the other oh. rest of the story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, I got four uh, wonderful kids, um, uh, a boy and three girls, <laughs> and a, a wonderful, beautiful wife. I've been married to her for 16 years, and uh, 16 years strong. She's my best friend and a great support of me, for sure. Well, you and, get extra uh, points for that, I hope you know, because all of us marry up as men, right? And, and yeah, actually, we do. I definitely did for sure. Absolutely. And extra no extra points that. if you mention her name on the radio. Yeah. Oh, good. All right. Score. Good. I need, I need those extra points. So that's why you can play this back to her and say, honey, I got it. You know, I, I took care of all the points. But actually, yeah. the one that you really got up on there, you know, up on her is you sold her in the fact to marry you, right? Yeah, and that, that took a little bit, but uh, yeah, I, I, I did that. That was probably my greatest close ever. I was going to say, yeah, it was my greatest close. So, Well, Warren, why don't you tell us a little bit more about uh, NUMA Networks? 
Sure. Numa, um, well, first off, the name. Uh, I thought of the name because as I was studying in Bible college, I really liked the word, uh, the Greek word pneuma. Mm. And so I thought, man, that's a great word, pneuma. But I didn't want to be like pneuma networks. It's just really hard to explain. So I chopped the P and the N and just made it N-U-M-A, pneuma. It's where we get the word air tools, like pneumatic, mm. and uh, mm-hmm. that's the breath of God. And so um, I, with that, I wanted to start a company that could really have a positive impact on other IT companies. So what we do is we help them. Like maybe they want to optimize their service desk. Maybe we want to do some IT initiatives, some projects for them, move them over to the cloud. They got some concerns about security. That's a big deal right now for IT. And so we help other companies help them with their IT initiatives. Hmm, Interesting. Well, why don't you tell us a little bit more about the engineers that you hire there? Yeah. So, you know, one of the challenges in IT right now, especially in Orange County, is just the low uh, unemployment rate. So I don't know if you guys know this, but earlier this year, um, there are more, what happened is there are more job openings than there are qualified candidates. Mm -hmm. And for IT in Southern California, every qualified IT candidate has two or three on average job openings to choose from. So that's just been a real big challenge uh, for any IT company is staffing. Um, We're growing and we're constantly bringing on new clients, which is wonderful. But what we've done to to really kind of curb that shortage in staffing is I've made a model and a decision early on that what I wanted to do is always continually develop my staff and move them forward. So what we do is half of our engineers, believe it or not, is actually, this is actually their very first IT job. I mean, so they so have we'll, no experience whatsoever, right? zero experience. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's wild. You know, I, zero I want- experience. I want other listeners to to pay attention to this right now because they're like, "Eh, what do I have to listen to this guy about, you know, IT stuff? No, you can apply it to your job um, and to your company in in hiring. So dive into this. Tell us more about the very little IT experience that these people have that you hire. Yeah, no, for sure. So when we interview them, what we're looking for people is uh, maybe they might not have the most IT experience, but they're extremely hungry. They really Mm want to learn technology they want to be here. And so we'll ask them like dozens of questions like, hey, you know, who, who fixes your family's IT issues? Like when the internet doesn't work for your grandfather, who does he call? <laughs> and we're looking for that person that says, well, grandpa calls me, you know, mm-hmm. or my uncle calls me. And so we're looking for someone that's hungry. Mm-hmm. And I've found that if you find someone who's hungry and is a good communicator, it's actually easier to teach them the tech mm-hmm. than it is to teach them the people skills. Mm-hmm. So we'll find someone that's really good at communicating, good with people, and we'll onboard them here at NUMA. So we have a 90-day program where um, they actually don't touch a ticket uh, on their own for 90 days. And we teach them how to answer the phone. We teach them how we use our processes, our, proce- our procedures, our tools. And there's a lot of mentoring that happens here at NUMA as well. Mm-hmm. And so they, they love it because they get an opportunity to hang out with other engineers that are that are more advanced and further along than they are. And they get to learn this uh, awesome career. What we've learned is that if you have two years experience as a tech, paid tech, paid technician experience, you can go anywhere. Mm -hmm. And so part of the interviewing process, I'll tell them, hey, you know what? It's going to be a struggle in the beginning. We're going to throw a ton of information at you. And to be honest, it's not going to be a lot of pay in the beginning. But if two years you stick with the process, and in two years, you learn whatever you can here at NUMA from the other experienced engineers. After two years, 
you can go anywhere you want because after two years paid experience, that really opens up the door for them career-wise in the future. And so do they typically leave or do they stay? No, you know what? It, it, <laughs> most of them stay. I mean, <laughs> they look back at their last two years. They mm-hmm. look back at what they learned. And they said, hey, where else can we go that I can learn as much as I did the past two years? So they usually, they usually stay. Mm-hmm. And I've only had one engineer out of all the staff I've hired. I've only had one engineer leave right at the two-year mark. Mm. And it was really cool. He came in, and he came into my office, and he said, hey, Warren, you know, I want you to know, I really want to be a Linux uh, in, uh, administrator, so I'm going to go that direction. I said, hey, no problem, Sam. And he said, hey, you know, two years ago, you told me that if I stuck with your onboarding process, um, I can go anywhere I wanted. And I just wanted you to know that I'm really thankful because you were right. Mm. And I'm going to take this job and go a different direction, but I'll never forget the opportunities I had here. Mm. That's great. Well, why, just briefly, why did you decide to do it this way? Yeah, so, well, in the beginning, it's out of necessity, right? Yeah, right. I mean, I'm launching a small company. I got one or two employees. I mean, you can't afford people that have the high-level high level salary range, ranges. Mm-hmm. So you're just trying to find someone who's, who's young. Mm-hmm. Um, but later on, what happened is, as I started to do more of this, like, junior training program is what we call it, it started to do something inside of me, like, ignite a passion within me. So by nature, I'm not really money-driven. So I feel like I've, get, I've been given already all the things that I need financially, but I need something that encourages me to want to push NUMA forward. And what I found is just this desire to create an environment for my guys to be able to expand and grow their skill set and promote within at NUMA has been huge. So that inspires me to actually keep growing the company. Mm-hmm. Uh, by God's blessings, we've been averaging about 40% growth every year. Wow. That's which amazing. Which is crazy in our industry. Yeah. Um, and the reason why I'm able to push that is because I am completely committed to not only providing the best um, results for my clients, but to provide every opportunity for the guys to promote and move forward in their career within yeah. them as much as it's possible. A, it's a win-win all the way around. And I love how you said we don't just you know use our talents just to make money, right? But when we apply these resources, these talents that God gives us in a way that's honoring to everyone, then it's fruitful all the way around, right? So Yeah, it has to be about making a positive impact for yeah. sure. Yeah, that's really for great. For me, developing people is super important. So it actually inspires me. And it gets well, it's a, a good grow. segue because it's you know you're a perfect example of business as mission, you know, and the missional kind of things. And obviously, your pastoral heart is coming out here. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, <laughs> the way you're explaining Thank that. You. Yeah, yeah, that's really, really great. And I, I just want to say before we break here that if people want to get in touch um, and get a free network audit by you, and typically you want, what, to have like 10 computers or more, this is for small to medium-sized businesses. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, correct. Mm-hmm. They can or, go onto our website, www.numanetworks.com. As N- Numa spelled N as in Nancy, U, M as in Mary, A as in Apple, networks yep. with the S at the end, dot com. And we have a contact us form. They can fill that out. Great. And we'll have someone reach out to them. Yeah. And then make sure you text us as well. 224-404-1988. Include the keyword NUMA. N-U-M-A. And we'll make sure we get you set up with that free network audit. Hey, listen, stay tuned because we're going to be right back with this fabulous interview with our guest, Warren Hino and uh, NUMA.com, NUMANetworks.com. And uh, stay tuned. 
This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Hey, we're back with our special guest, Warren Hino, with NumaNetworks.com. And uh, we're going to resume where it was at, but he's in from Orange County, California, and he's had a fabulous story. He was telling us about how he recruits folks and all that. But obviously there's some challenges in business, I think, Warren. So why don't you share, share a story or two about some of the challenges you faced with your business? Yeah, well, Numa's bootstrapped. So, you know, we, we whatever whatever I put into it, that's what we had to spend in the beginning. Mm. And it wasn't much in the beginning. You know, I, I, had, I was just trying to make it happen. And mm. like a lot of young business owners, um, you don't have a whole lot of extra capital. So what I had done is um, I had put myself on, on a payroll of only $60,000 a, a year because mm. uh, that's just all that, that we could afford to get NUMA going. I really felt compelled that this was something I was supposed to do, um, but financially it, it, that was just a huge challenge for us. So um, I, I, that year I was just wild. My wife, she wanted to stay home and, and watch the kids. Mm-hmm. So we found ourselves in a very interesting tax bracket. I call it the <laughs> zero percentile. <laughs> I mean, every dollar that was withheld in my in my pay, payroll was given back to me at the end of the year because the government felt so sorry for us. You know, <laughs> <laughs> and my friends would say, "Warren, how do you get a zero percentile?" And I'm like, "It's not a loophole. You just don't make a lot of money, and you have a lot of uh, mouths to feed." Yeah, right. Um, and so what we did is we we just really struggled. We had to put ourselves on budget. Mm-hmm. Uh, we only spent like three hundred dollars a month for food on groceries, and that wow. included eating out as well. Wow. Uh, one particular year. Uh, it, I saw the the the, um, the finances just shrieking down a little nest egg that we had was getting smaller and smaller, and this is about nine years ago. My son, who's 14 at the time, uh, was five, mm. and I had only given myself leftover for the end of the year uh, five dollars to spend on on his Christmas present. Wait, oh. wait, did you and just say five dollars? Five dollars. That was the budget I mean, for his Christmas th- gift. That's all that we mm-hmm. had. I mean, wow. it was just like the first year, you know, you're just trying to make it happen. Mm-hmm. And so naturally you go to the dollar store, right, and <laughs> to see what you could find. And I, I stumbled across uh, a bag of marbles. <laughs> and I knew that my son like, had this interest in marbles. So I got a couple of those marble bags and I went home and I wrapped it and then I, I put it under the tree. So Christmas comes, and keep in mind, let me just paint this picture of you. So my son and my daughter, they are the first grandson and the first granddaughter on both sides of the family. Oh, wow. And so uncles and aunts, they just spoil these kids like crazy because they didn't have their own kids yet. And so it's Christmas Day, and he's literally got a mound of Christmas presents, like just all over to unwrap, right? So like the latest and, and greatest can, toys, is that what you're oh, saying? Oh, the latest, greatest. I mean, he was unwrapping like a remote control car, remote <laughs> oh, control helicopter, the air hogs were popular back then, the big Nerf gun. And I'm just seeing all these things unwrapped. And then he opens up my bag of marbles. Mm. And he says to me, Dad, is this from you? And I said, yeah, Jakey, that's from me, feeling like this small of a man. <laughs> that's from me. But you know what, Jacob? At any time, if I'm working late or even if I'm busy at home, you ever want to play marbles with me, you bring these marbles to me and you say, Dad, let's play. And I'll stop what I'm doing and I'll play a game of marbles with you. Wow. Mm. And he said, cool, Dad, thanks. 
so, you know, he goes back to unwrapping all of his gifts. And then, you know, as, as kids do, they unwrap the gifts first, and then they survey the, the, <laughs> the, the loot there, figuring out which one they're going to uh, unwrap or, you know, break into next, right? And I was thinking, man, if I were him, I'd do the remote-controlled helicopter because it looked really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, to my surprise, he reaches out and he grabs a bag of marbles. Mm-hmm. And he, with his hand extended, he turns around and he looks at me with eyes as big as saucers with a big smile from ear to ear. And he says, Dad, let's play. Oh. And I was like, yes, <laughs> let's play. <laughs> I was like, wow, you know, and it was just really cool. Like, I, it, through that, I came up with this saying that I encourage other dads with. And it, it, it's the simplest thing. And it says, when it comes to the gifts, um, be, be, be careful of how much you spend. Mm. Uh, when it can, comes to giving them cash, be extremely tight. But when it comes to giving them your time, be extremely generous. No, mm, and yes. and that's, that's what it's about. I, I think, you know, I'm trying to identify myself and my, my uh, wealth and my worth is what I can give my son. And it's only worth $5, so I'm feeling this, like, this big of a person. When in reality, all he wanted was time with his dad. Yeah, yeah quality time is so important. Yeah, yeah it's, I was at an at a, at a event with Zig Ziglar one time, and he says, Do you know how you spell love? And everybody's silent. How do you spell love? Yeah, we know that. And he says, yeah. T-I-M-E, time. Oh. Time, yeah. yep. Love that. So that, that is really terrific. Well, Warren, speaking of time, yeah. was there yeah. a specific moment in your life when you just totally surrendered and, and accepted the Lord into your life? Yeah, that definitely. You know, I was uh, 20 years old, and uh, I was just really confused about what I was going to do with my life. And, uh, you know, kind of hanging out with a little bit of the bad crowd. Mm. And at 20 years old, uh, a friend invited me to a Harvest Crusade in Hawaii. And I'm sitting there, and, and, the, and Greg Laurie is the preacher, and he's inviting everyone to come down to the field to, to accept the Lord. And I'm thinking to myself, man, you know, like, I've never, I, I, I've never done that before. But I, I probably am a Christian. I mean, I, I go to church once in a while with my parents. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And just as much as I, just as soon as I said that, uh, Gray Glory says, and if you think you're a Christian because you go into a garage, that doesn't make you a Christian. Any- I mean, we go into a church, that doesn't make you a Christian any more than going into a garage makes you a car. Mm-hmm. And at that exact <laughs> moment, I was like, wow, I think someone upstairs is listening. So I, he had already did the call to the field. So I said, Lord, I, I want to say this prayer, but I'm still in the stands. I hope that's okay. <laughs> and obviously he heard that prayer. So, and I came home and my buddies called me up, Hey, let's go party. And and I went to a party and I looked around and, and I just, I just knew like I didn't belong in that environment anymore. I was different. I didn't, I'd become a new creation. No one really explained to me exactly what had happened. I just knew something happened to me in Hawaii and I don't know what. Wow. Well, that, that's yeah. great. That, that leads into what we ask a lot of our clients and or a lot of the interviews that we do because it's really one that I had asked me and I really had to reflect on some time. But uh, that experience would probably set this next one up is to uh, what would what advice would you give your younger self if you could go back and uh, do that? Yeah, what advice I give my younger self? So my boys play a lot of uh, competitive basketball. Mm. I'm not an athlete. I don't know where they get their <laughs> athletic things from. Uh, definitely not me. But um, 
they're they're in these you know AAU tournaments and mm-hmm. and and have like really awesome coaches, and the coaches will always tell them after a hard loss, hey, trust the process, mm-hmm. trust the process, and I like that phrase because basically what they're saying is, sometimes you're not going to win every you're not going to win every tournament, you're not going to win right. every game, and you're going to have tough games, um, but trust the process. You know, if you stick with it, you know, good things will happen and. And that's one advice I think I'd give my younger self, like, hey, you know what? Sometimes you're going to have challenges. You're going to have setbacks. You're going to have failures. Trust the process. God is doing something. You know, when I was going through that financial trouble like nine, ten years ago, I thought, man, am I really going to get through this? In the end, I can look back and go, God really allowed me to go through that. Why? Because he wanted to teach me about being the good steward of my finances mm. in an area now where I'm responsible for a lot more. Yeah. And I couldn't have done that. I couldn't have learned those things unless I went through the fire back then. Yeah. Trust the process. That, that's just such great advice, uh, especially for the younger generation, uh, the millennials. A lot of times they want to see something first and then act on it. But you're saying just trust the process and, and go forward. Uh, and and take that leap of faith as well. So, totally. Yeah. So, Warren, do you have um, a life verse uh, or a favorite, you know, Bible verse that that just really speaks to your heart? Yeah, I got a lot of verses, um, you know, uh, but one right now specifically that I've been really dwelling and thinking about is uh, the story of Gideon in mm-hmm. Judges six, mm-hmm. and I, I just love that story because. Here's a guy who wants to really honor God, and yet he's dealing with anxiety, and he's got fears. Mm. And he's, he's hiding from his enemies, and he's separating the wheat and the, traf, tra, uh, wheat and the chaff, uh, in the, hiding in the wine press. And the angel of the Lord appears to him and says, hey, you're a mighty man of valor. You get in. And he's probably like, what are you talking about, me? <laughs> <laughs> you know, but he answers the call. And as he answers the call, he starts to amass this huge army to go to battle so that he could free his countrymen. And in the midst of that, God, knowing that he has this anxiety and trust and fear of man, he starts to strip these idols away from him. And he says, you know what, Gideon, I want you to go to this great army that you have and tell them, if anyone's scared, they can go home. Mm. And he's like, okay. And he does that and they go home. And then he, God continues to whittle down this army where now there's only 300 people left. Mm-hmm. 300. And, and those still, don't sound like very good odds then, right? Oh, it, so the, odd, <laughs> the correct odds is 350 enemies to every one of Gideon's army men. Oh, wow. It's, it's insane, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so they're still struggling with fear, and God calls him to go behind enemy lines. And he goes behind enemy lines. He sees the enemy's tent there, and he hears two of them talking. And one says he had a dream that a piece of barley came down and broke down the tent. And the other guy says, oh, my goodness, that's Gideon and his God. They're going to come. And at that moment, Gideon, he realized, you know what? This big, scary enemy, he's got fears, too. Oh, wow. normal to have fears. <laughs> well, I got but, fear that we're going to well, end this segment. That's what I, my fear is. So this is a great story, Warren. We're going to be right back with Warren Hino of com, and he's going to tell the rest of that story. We want to give you, leave you in suspense with what happened to Gideon, okay? So we're going to be right back here shortly. And also we have, uh, we're, going to re- and we're going to also repeat again that free gift that Warren has for you. 
This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Hey, we're back here again with our special guest, Warren Hino of NumaNetworks.com. And Warren, we got we, we stopped there with Gideon, so we held, you held us in suspense. What happened? Yeah, yeah. So he, he hears the interpretation of the dream, and then he finds out that, wow, you know what, even, even my enemies struggle with fear. And I think that's important because when, when man is big and God is small, we actually think, oh, my goodness, like that guy over there, he never gets scared. And I have fear, so therefore I'm inferior to him. Mm. In reality, fear is normal. I mean, anxiety is normal. And courage isn't pressing through, pressing through in the absence of fear. Courage is pressing through in the midst of fear. Mm. And I thought that that was really interesting. And, so, and, and, and the next thing that Gideon realizes is, wow, God, God is bigger than everything. I mean, even over my enemies and even over my circumstances, God has always been there from the beginning, and he's always going to be there in the end. Once Gideon realizes these two things, it says right there in enemy line, in enemy territory, behind enemy lines, he worships God. Yeah. And he finds peace. That's mm-hmm. awesome. That is so awesome. And then awesome. the next day he leads them to the battle, which is awesome. That is so good. You don't hear Gideon's yeah. name very much, do you, in the Bible, or, you know, quoting or anything else, but uh, that is inspirational. Speaking of inspiration, yeah. who inspires you? Uh, you know, I, uh, I I recently heard Ann Bueller speak from mm. Auntie Ann's Pretzels, and I just really liked her story. You know, she she only had a third grade education uh, being a Puritan, and what she wanted to do was support her husband's vision of providing free marriage counseling to the poor. Mm. And, and he's like, honey, I want to f- provide free marriage counseling to the poor. And she says, okay, well, the only thing I know how to do is bake, but I'll make some pretzels. <laughs> and she makes pretzels at the local fair. And the next thing you know, her, she opens up a store, and she's got stores all over the world in multiple countries. And in the end, she sold her company. Why? So she can provide free counseling through her husband uh, for the poor. No, and I no. just love that she started a company to do something bigger than just make money. Yep. She wanted to have a positive impact on her community. That sounds like, uh, that sounds like Numa. Doesn't it? <laughs> that, sounds like my, that sounds like Warren starting Numa here, okay? Yeah, it sure does. Well, Warren, why don't you share with us, you know, the ways that maybe you encourage your your customers? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I, I try to encourage both my customers and my clients. I always uh, open up uh, ways for my customers to provide us feedback. You know, what we do is we send engineers and account managers to our customers uh, once a month or every three months. And we just say, how, how are things going? Give us feedback. Mm-hmm. We want to know. And then we also provide an environment where uh, it, it could be encouraging here in the office. Mm. Uh, it, it's a hard job to take tech support tickets. No one calls the service desk when things are going right. Mm-hmm. Uh, when the tickets come in, like, you know, there's a computer that can't start or a printer that can't print. And usually the techs take the brunt of that person's stress. Mm-hmm. So what we try to do is create an environment where we can actually call out the positive things that are happening. So what we do is for every ticket that we close, uh, there's, a, there's a survey score that goes out to that user, and they can click on how their experience was. Was it a happy face, a neutral, or an unhappy face? I love it. <laughs> and then at the end of the week during the company meeting, we call out the totals of what each engineer had you know, 20 positive uh, comments or 30 positive comments, whatever it is, because we close about 100 tickets a day. So I want to make sure we have a good pulse on how well 
we're servicing our customers and make sure that my engineers are getting the thanks that they deserve. Wow. That's great. Wow. That is fabulous. And your staff also, I think we had a little bit of dialogue about this. They come from different backgrounds and different faiths, right, Warren? But they know where you Absolutely. stand. Absolutely. Yeah, and they know where you yeah, stand. Yeah, no, no, yeah. no. It, it, yeah, I mean, faith is a big part of my life. They right. all know that. Right. But I accept anyone and everyone. That is not a requirement for hiring at all. Right. At all. I mean, you know, some of my top guys, they're, they're not people of faith, and that's totally, totally cool. One of the things that I do um, every week before a company meeting is I open the time up in prayer. Mm. But what I do is I always tell them, hey, you know what? This is an optional prayer. Yeah. You want to look at your phone? You want to look out the window? I'm not judging you. That's totally cool. But what I'm going to do, because faith is important to me, is I'm going to say a quick prayer. And, and I've, I've, I've never had anyone complain about that. In fact, one week I forgot. <laughs> and one of, my, one of my guys, my account manager, who has a Buddhist background, he said, hey, Warren, you forgot to pray. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah, hey. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I love That's it. great. That's great. Yeah. So uh, I know that you're a reader, as most leaders are. What would you uh, what would you tell our folks out there as far as uh, you know, book to rem- uh, you know to recommend uh, you know, for them to equip them uh, in business? Oh yeah, that that's an easy answer. Uh, quite, the book that has really had the biggest impact on Numa lately is uh, Patrick Lencioni's uh, "The Ideal Team Player," mm-hmm. and the Ideal Team Player talks about how the team player that that's a best hire, best fit for organization is going to have three strong qualities. They're hungry. They want to grow. They want to expand. They want to move forward in, in their own personal career. They're humble. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't do it at the expense of others. They want to raise up everyone else as well. And they're, they understand people. They're smart with people. Mm-hmm. And that, that has been just an amazing book. Uh, we really look for hungry, humble, smart when we're hiring people. Mm, yeah. uh, when it comes to promotion opportunities, we look for hungry, humble, smart as well there. Uh, you know, People are going to be strong at least in one of those areas. There's going to be an area or, or two that they need to work on. And as long as they're willing to want to work on that third area, uh, we're totally willing to work with them. And it's really cool because at the end of that book, it talks about a cultural shift where everyone wants to work at this particular company. Mm. And I remember just reading this book going, man, is that really possible? Like you create a culture and environment with hungry, humble, smart, and everyone wants to work there. And I gotta tell you, I mean, I'm super like fortunate and blessed to have read this book and stumbled upon it. Because like I said earlier, for every qualified IT candidate in Southern California, he's got two or three job openings to choose from. Right. We're hiring, and we have people that want to work here. That's great. It, it's crazy. <laughs> so I mean, it, in, in a time when it's hard to get IT consultants to apply for jobs, I'm hearing, like, some people are opening up uh, job openings and posting them. They're getting one resume a week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here we have a line of people that are interested. Hey, Warren, you get, when you get that opening, let me know. Well, that speaks to one of the best companies to work for, you know, obviously, that you won that award. And, uh, and we're big proponents yeah. of all that stuff, too. Yeah, clearly we're, the word has spread about yeah. that, which <laughs> is really great. Well, there may be something that most people don't really know about you, though, Warren. Um, anything kind of cool or interesting about you that most people don't know? Yeah, yeah, so <laughs> this, this is going to be sound kind of funny. I actually don't like public speaking. I don't like speaking <laughs> in, in front of people. 
Uh, the idea of speaking on the radio just absolutely terrified me when Bob first brought it up. <laughs> um, but the only reason why I, I felt compelled to be here is one, I felt like the Lord was calling me to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but two, I'm, I'm always trying to tell my staff and e- even my kids at home, you know what, sometimes God wants you to do something that is just totally outside of your comfort zone, and you got to go for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? yeah. Like, take that, take that step of faith. Right. Yeah. And I, I've learned to really embrace the things that I'm normally anxious about so that I can give God room to do something where He really makes me take a step of faith and grow my relationship and ultimate trust in Him. Yes, amen to that. And I always like to say, you know, it's not about me, but it's about the message being shared through me, right? And um, and when I can do that, then I can relax a little bit more. I might still have a little bit, you know, sweaty, sweaty palms here going on. But (laughs) yeah, but we definitely appreciate you sharing your story here because you've just really shared so many great things. Yeah, and part of that awesome. uh, that coolness, though, is you, you kind of left out of the story, I think, when we were talking, is that's CIO from a famous NBA team, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you never know what God is going to do. You know, I, uh, so like I said, I was, I was always wanting to help in the youth group at my church. Right. And my youth pastor at the time, Kenny, calls me up and he says, hey, Warren, uh, you know, I, I I have a, a um, couple kids here. Their, their dad's working late, and they need a ride to youth group. Will you take them? I said, sure, I'd love to do that. And so I'm driving these two kids to youth group. And then what happens is, is later on I find out that he was actually CIO of the Lakers. <laughs> and I, I didn't want, you know, it's kind of like outside of my comfort zone, but I would right. say, hey, sir, good to see you. If you ever need any IT help, let me know. Uh-huh. I, I want to be available to you. And one day he calls me up and he says, hey, you know, I, I actually got some projects over here at the Lakers that I'd, I'd be interested <laughs> if you want to help out with. Oh, boy. And the next thing I know, I'm doing IT for the Lakers and helping them. <laughs> How awesome that. is that? That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, that is so it's cool. A great, it's a great experience. I love it. And it's just about how God puts people into your life and you just got to throw yourself out there. <laughs> That's great. Well, Warren, what's the best way for people to, to get in touch with you and, and find out more about NUMA Networks? Yeah. So, you know, if you ha- they have a LinkedIn account, they could add me on LinkedIn I'll definitely add them back, and then they could send me an email. And I'd love to hear what their what their thoughts were of the program, and mm-hmm. then also um, find out more uh, on our website. That's www.newmanetworks.com. That's great. And your last name is spelled Hino H I N O. Yeah, H I N O. Correct. Awesome. Warren Hino. That's great. And make sure that you text us to 224-404-1988. Enter the keyword NUMA along with your name. And Warren is going to gift you a free network audit. Can you just share briefly what that means and who this is for? Yeah. So uh, basically what it is is everyone needs a second opinion. And so we would love to come in and have our guys, especially here in California, uh, send our account uh, managers over there. And just to hear what your concerns are. Do mm-hmm. you have any help that you need? Do you have any security initiatives you need to take care of? And we'll bounce ideas off them and just, just help them out with that process. All right. Well, awesome. Yeah. That's We're great. And ca- even if they're not in Orange County, make right. sure you still uh, check them out. 224-404-1988. Text the keyword NUMA and we'll get you that free network audit. And this is great for small to medium-sized businesses. We're going to be right back with our last segment with Warren, and it's going to be, does every part of your business contribute to your success? 
This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. We're back here again with our special guest, Warren Hino, that's enjoying uh, Join us as uh, Jennifer and myself for this roundtable conversation. And as I teased you before, does every part of your business contribute to your success? Warren, I know that you had a little bit of a story, uh, sort of like this, from the standpoint you had a prospect at one time that you... Uh, yeah, you know, we, we're always getting in front of prospects. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I love this, this concept here. There's a verse that we have um, that, I, if I can read Proverbs 14.4 that you sent me, where no oxen are, the, the manger is clean, but with much increase comes by the strength of an ox. And the way I look at that verse, it says uh, the oxen are, the manger is clean. Oxen is be like a modern day, like efficiency. And God has made us like super efficient as human beings, but he's put things into our world that help us to be even more efficient, such as the oxen when it comes to farming. Mm-hmm. And, and now what I, what I see is efficiency that God's given us is technology. And we can use technology to, to make current staff much more efficient. And that's super important. Uh, I know like in, in, in uh, whether it's Southern California or other parts of the U.S., salaries for employees, it's, it, it, it's expensive because standard of living is expensive. Mm-hmm. So if we can u- utilize and leverage some technology improvements to make people a little more efficient, I think that makes a big impact. Mm-hmm. And it can, make a, uh, a, it can have a huge positive uh, impact on clients as well. Yeah, I think that's really important, too, where we devise these quality control systems, right? And we periodically um, just appraise the value of that component in our business. So are there any yeah, things yeah. where you kind of continually reevaluate in your business and making changes necessary? Oh, yeah, totally. So what we're really big on is being in IT is visibility into the metrics. So we're, we're constantly tracking everything. Like what is the average response time to our clients? Mm-hmm. And clients, when they open up a ticket, they want to make sure that someone saw the ticket and is responding back to them. So we actually track the amount of minutes that go by before they're actually touched by our engineers. Mm-hmm. And then we also track metrics like what's the average time to close a ticket. Let's just say our average close rate is, uh, you know, I don't know, a number hour, hour a ticket. And we want to improve that by, by 10%. Well, that means you can, you can leverage your current staff by 10% and have 10% more work done with your current staff load if you just change that one metric just a little bit. Yeah. So we're constantly watching these metrics. We, we know uh, all like close rate and number of tickets open per client, number of tickets closed per client, number of uh, uh, time spent on each client. And all these metrics are displayed on TVs in our data room. And the reason why that's important is because I want the guys to know exactly where they stand, where our clients are standing. Uh, probably the most important uh, uh, dashboard that we have on there is the one with the happy faces, <laughs> so that we make sure that our clients are happy with our current with our current staff. And what's neat is that they know in advance what their bonuses are going to look like. Because here at Numa, what we do is we do a quarterly bonus, and we do a quarterly bonus on the metrics that we want to improve, mm-hmm. so that they can see right there on the TV what their bonus is going to look like in three months. Yeah, and that way there's no guessing in that. That's really important. I think people get um, a little overwhelmed or confused by metrics, and they look at it, you know, as all these elaborate numbers, which those are important. But I loved how you said, you know, with smiley faces yeah, or not, right. right? I mean, they can be <laughs> right. that simple, and what it is that you want them to improve. So I think that's really important. 
Yeah. Yeah, no, and that's totally important. It it is about those metrics, and ultimately it's about relationship and engagement. Mm -hmm. So it's not like I just throw these metrics out there and we're cold to our engineers. Absolutely not. It's about mentorship. It's about relationship. But what these metrics do is they give us a little more visibility on the little tweaks that we need to make so that it's a slight adjustment to move the needle forward. Yeah, and I I love what you're talking about here because you are putting those things in place to be successful in all areas of the business. And you have buy-in by everybody because there's incentive around it, but also the way you treat these employees, it's important. And they give it back to to, to their customers, wouldn't you, wouldn't you agree? Oh, yeah, absolutely. If it's a healthy culture here and a healthy mm-hmm. environment, then that definitely affects not only their productivity, but the way they talk to their client, to mm-hmm. our clients, the way yeah. they interact with our users. And that's super important. We just signed a new uh, client yesterday, and that client basically came over because we were always good to the office manager, just like we are to all our users. Uh-huh. So when she got an opportunity to take a career move to another company, when she landed there, she was like, hey, you know what? When I used to open tickets in my old company, Numa was always very friendly, very helpful to me. We should give them a call. And that's how we closed them yesterday. <laughs> oh, wow. Is that a good, going to be a good count for you? Oh, it's going to be great. Yeah. I mean, it's awesome. They, they're, yeah, they're going to be a great count. It's like 40 users and... And they've outsourced everything to NUMA. So wow. Wow. Yeah, that's wow. great. Congratulations, Congratulations on that. Congratulations is right. Thank you. I was just talking awesome. to a client today, and um, we had came up with a email sequence for this fitness studio about a year ago. And we were okay. talking about it, and I said, you know, hey, it's good, like, every quarter or so to go over those things that have been created before in the past to make sure they're still relevant. Because right. things change, you know, in, in the people and how yeah. we speak to them and communicate with them change. So we said, hey, let's let's freshen this up a little bit. Yeah, it's working, but let's let's see if we can add to it and make it even better. And we do that all the time for their texting sequences uh, because we see that more often. And mm-hmm. geez, you look at a text just about every text every day, right? But we don't look at every email every day. And then so, you know, it's good to go back through that and see, hmm, how can we make this more enticing? Would you agree to that, Warren? Yeah, a little bit of quality control to go back and make sure everything's <laughs> yeah. like there and, and there's not any opportunities to improve that a little bit. Yeah. Absolutely, I, I, I agree with that. Um, you know, we have our managers go through and check logs and check time entries just to make sure that the guys are communicating the way we want them to, uh, just to make sure that they're they're producing, they're, they're closing tickets, and they're making the clients happy just the way we like it. Yeah, I know I, I coach around uh, when I do that with people, with the customers, and, and also uh, folks are working to get into somebody, you know, into a prospect. I use the term basically of asking this question, if there's one thing we could do better, what would that be versus mm-hmm. what are we doing wrong? Mm-hmm. And just the slight mm-hmm. phrase and the twist of that, it is amazing the input people give you back because at least here in the Midwest, we got this passive-aggressive attitude. Nobody wants to talk sure. bad of somebody. Nobody wants to talk negative of somebody. Behind their back, they will, but they won't do it in their face. Yeah. And it, it's amazing how just that turn of phrase opens people up. Oh, yeah, well, gee, I wish we could do that or I wish we could do this, you know. Yeah. And it really draws that out and it becomes a positive thing. Yeah. But you also learn yeah. getting that customer feedback. No, totally. So, you know, a lot of my engineers here are millennials. Mm. And, you know, say what you will about millennials, but I love my millennials. I love <laughs> and, and what they love, what millennials love, is they love to give feedback. Yeah. And so yeah. what we do is we have everyone in the group. We have a team huddle with all our engineers. Okay. At 3 o'clock every day, we get a quick huddle, 
And that's when they give us input. They ask for advice on the tickets they're struggling with, but they give us input. They give us ideas. And some of the greatest ideas that we have here at Numa are because they thought of it. Mm. And it's awesome. I think that needs to be on a t-shirt or something. I love my millennials <laughs> yeah, feedback right, exactly. or something like that. It's a whole business right there. <laughs> well, there you go. Numa, we love our millennials. <laughs> yeah, love awesome. Well, we want to encourage our listeners to make sure you check out numanetworks.com and also to text the keyword Numa, N-U-M-A, to 224-404-1988. And uh, Warren is going to gift you a free network audit. Typically, this is best for small to mid-sized uh, companies of 10 computers or more. And um, you do serve people nationwide, but you're mainly in Orange County, California. Is that correct, Warren? Yeah, mainly in Orange County, California, but I have peers all over the states. So if they, they need help and they're in a different state, and I think they might benefit from someone local, then I, I, I know a lot of people. Well, we want to thank our special guest, Warren Hino, today with numanetworks.com. And uh, Warren, I can't thank you enough for for doing this with us today. And you did terrific, oh, by you. the way, for a guy that's shy and doesn't like public speaking. You did <laughs> terrific. We just loved your your show today. Hey, again, Great. tune us in next Saturday, noon to one o'clock here on AM 1160. Hope for your life. Where Bob Lambert and Jennifer Villarreal, are my wonderful co-host, is going to thrill you and fascinate you with another interview. Okay, so make sure you come back next Saturday. Check us out on faithmarketplace.com. Thanks for joining us for Faith Marketplace Radio, here to inspire, equip, and encourage Chicagoland's Christian business community. Faith Marketplace is on every Saturday at noon, right here on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Listen to past shows anytime online at faithmarketplace.com.